0: Hi, friends. Jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. SchoolofSensualLiving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Hello, and welcome to the Come to Your Senses podcast. I'm your host, embodiment-based coach, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through a lifestyle of embodiment. You'll hear gems to empower you around mindset, mindfulness, somatic psychology, and neuroscience, as well as beauty, food, style, and the art of slow living to meet your soul through the senses. I am so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Hello and welcome, beautiful listeners, to Come to Your Senses. Welcome to those of you who are new and those of you who are devoted fans. You are my esteemed guest here today as we step into the salon of simple pleasures and how to use the art of solo adventures to foster a deeper, more intimate, more pleasurable relationship with yourself. And so one of the core values here at Come to Your Senses is using simple pleasures as a tool for healing, for growth, and for self-discovery. As someone who has been in the field of self-discovery as a practitioner and a practicer for several decades, sometimes that style of work can feel kind of heavy and intense and like, Fixing something that's broken and hear it come to your senses, we do that very valuable work, but in a way that feels more like courtship and seduction and a deep desire to be intimate with that voice inside that is your own. And one of the best ways to familiarize yourself with the tone and the resonance of that voice is to spend time alone in pleasure. Now you might think to yourself, well, I take baths, I go on walks, and I don't feel like I can hear that voice at all. And I affirm you, (laughs) I hear you. And what we're gonna focus on today is the art of going outside, your everyday routines and rituals, to familiarize and expand your experience of your inner world recently i went on a road trip to washington dc and every time i leave my everyday routine and environment my mind opens my creativity becomes stimulated I am so much more open to people and places and sights and sounds. You don't need to go on a trip to have this kind of experience. But today I'm going to share with you three of my favorite, most meaningful ways to connect with myself, to take myself out on a date and to not just go and enjoy pleasure, but go and enjoy the pleasure of myself and getting to know myself. I always think it's interesting, the expression, I enjoyed myself, or I was enjoying myself, is never, I was enjoying that afternoon at the pool, or I was enjoying this steak. It's, oh, I really enjoyed myself. And so that's exactly what we are going to be learning and practicing the art of today. And before we begin, I want to say that I have been enjoying myself this week because many of my clients are coming to the end of our coaching experience and a little treat and truffle and way to encapsulate the experience is we do this thing called a beauty discovery session where the client fills out a gorgeous full color workbook prior to the session around their signature style, choosing keywords Choosing images, noticing themes that emerge in the style that they both have and the style that they aspire to. And they submit that to me and I study it and we spend a good 45 minutes digging into their style. And this is such an important part of the coaching experience because when you embark on a three or six month coaching journey, mm-hmm. You are really investing in some changes and shifts and vulnerabilities and growth beyond your comfort zone. And most importantly, a change in your identity, a releasing of limiting beliefs and outdated identities and growing into the identity that feels authentic and inspired and elevated and having another person's eyes who knows you inside and out. You know, in the coaching experience, I get to know my clients so intimately and not just their thoughts and their beliefs and their histories and experiences, but a true soul level revelation. And so in this session, I get to bring my gift, which is seeing their beauty and reflecting their beauty back to them and expanding beyond the limitations of what they know or what they think they are capable of in their style and dream up color schemes and textures and potential outfits and things to research and different cuts to look for and shapes. And as you can hear in my voice, it is deliriously pleasurable. And I am sharing this with you Because in September, I will be opening up for new clients in embodied intelligence coaching. And right now there is a wait list, but I am seeing potential clients for pre-coaching calls and interviews. And the great thing about that is you can do an extended payment plan when you begin now. And there is also a $1,000 early bird savings uh, when you begin now as well. So if that tickles your fancy and whets your appetite to not only have a transformative, deep, immersive and attentive coaching experience, but also to have one of these beauty discovery sessions as my gift to you, head to embodiedintelligencecoaching.com. There is a link below this episode to learn more. So jumping into our gems for today on solo adventures and simple pleasures. Are you someone who likes to journal? Are you someone who likes to read? Are you someone who likes to envision and write desire lists and write visions for your future? If so, you might do these on a weekend. You might curl up with your journal and a cup of tea in the morning. But the first solo adventure I want to encourage you to do is to take yourself on a date to journal and to dream and to vision. So one of my favorite solo adventures, and I do this every year around the holidays, is I go to this hotel. I go to the same one every year and I bring my journal. And I also bring my calendar. I don't love to look at my phone when I'm journaling, but I make an exception here. And I get there and I snuggle in and I'm usually wearing something cozy that delights me. And I flirt a little bit with the wait staff and I order some delectable coffee or a mocktail or a snack. And I settle in for a long winter's savoring. So I do work around planning my new year, visioning for my new year, choosing a word, a theme that I want to express that year. But this is a little bit different. This is about collecting and curating what I've received from the year before. And so I open my journal and I open my calendar and my calendar just keeps all of my little appointments and is just a really helpful prompt for what I've experienced in the year prior, because let's be honest, most of us can't remember what we had for dinner last night. And I write in my journal, January, February, March, you know, all the months. And then I just journal all the things that I'm grateful for, all the things that I'm proud of, the lessons that I've learned, the people that I've met, the mistakes that I've made that I learned from, the thank yous that may have gone unsaid and those of you who listen to this podcast, you know, I'm not a super huge fan of gratitude lists. Actually, I created a episode that I'll put in the show notes for luxurious gratitude practices, better than a boring list. But what I am a big advocate for is reflection and looking back and noticing and seeping in and receiving all of the beauty that has been in preparation for the beauty that is to come and the desires that are to come. My good friend Rochelle Sheik, who is the founder of Koya, which is a movement practice that I love and adore and teach and practice, has studied quite a bit with the Peruvian shamanic traditions and One of the things she talks about, one of the core messages is that gratitude and abundance is the most fertile soil in which to plant the seeds of your desires. And so this is a fabulous end of year ritual. You can also do this on a monthly basis by taking yourself out to your favorite restaurant, sitting at the bar, ordering what you might order for yourself on a fabulous date. And another practice that I love to do in my journaling is journaling my vision for the future. And I can find it a little overwhelming to journal every aspect of my future vision all at once. And so often I'll just pick one aspect, like it's a year from now, it's two years from now. And this is what it looks like for me to wake up and experience a typical day in running my business or in being in partnership with someone I love or in raising my child. What I did recently is my perfect embodied day of what my life would look like if I truly lived a lifestyle of embodiment. And that was really illuminating. And That particular fantasy or dream took place on a beach where I owned a home in the back and a home in the front, and me and my partner shared a little two-bedroom place, and in the back was a beautiful three-bedroom place where I could host retreats and have clients come and do in-person sessions, and where I dressed in flowy, gauzy gorgeous garments and got up with the sun and felt the cool sand on my feet and all these delicious details papaya for breakfast you get the idea now is that what i actually want not really i don't think that is what i want in the long-term vision for my life but the point of the journaling exercise isn't necessarily for me anyway to get total clarity on the details of what I'm creating. It is to steep in the feeling of what it is I want to create. And when I can generate those feelings, and for me, those feelings in this particular vision were peacefulness and contentment and sensuality and connectedness and purpose and ease and simplicity. It's like, oh, okay, okay so that's how i calibrate the compass and then the next step on the map will be revealed so self-dating at (laughs) restaurant bars and hotel lobbies highly recommend the next gem for solo adventures is to take a solo trip now this is kind of next level this is a little advanced Maybe it's not for you. Maybe you identify as somebody who's more introverted and loves your alone time. But if you have the opportunity, if you have the flexibility, I cannot recommend highly enough a solo adventure to a new place. It does take a bit of planning and I'll just walk you through how I do this type of adventure. So I'll use me going to DC as an example. After traveling alone quite a bit, I know there are certain basic necessities that I require in order to have a comfortable experience, such as a clean Airbnb with a little bit of style. If I was just kind of spoiling myself, what is that word spoiling? I I don't get it. You know what I bet it is? Accumulation of sugars. (laughs) When a fruit has too much sweetness, it spoils. Interesting. Anyway, if you are a botanist or a farmer, please let me know if that's the case. But if I really wanted to pamper and gift myself, I would have no problem with choosing a hotel with a spa in the middle of a city with a fabulous restaurant. But if you are a person who maybe has the limitation of budget or time, or you're just going for a week because you have to be there for some other reason and you want to give yourself a more luxurious experience, it helps to know your bottom lines. I have stayed in more, shall we say, affordable options for Airbnbs. And while that was exactly what I needed at the time, it really weird on my mental health to be in like a mildewy basement (laughs) and uh, rock in the toaster oven life. And that's for me. I have a friend who is in her 60s. And when she travels, she stays in hostels because her great love in traveling is meeting new people. And so it really depends on you and what is your pleasure and what is the kind of adventure that you want to have. But I recommend getting clear about what it is that you need, because in my experience, that dictates a lot about what kind of experience you're going to have. The second thing I would do when you are planning your solo trip, solo adventure, even if it's just for a night, is you will probably bring 18 books and seven podcasts and 32 different types of bath salts and plan, you know, a variety of things to do on your agenda. And sometimes, especially if you don't get a lot of time alone doing nothing, you'll find that when you go on a solo adventure, you don't want to do anything. And I find that especially I don't want to do anything when I have a action packed agenda of art I want to make and books I want to read and things I want to journal about and all that kind of stuff. What does help me is having a well curated collection of simple activities and opportunities like one book that I want to read and one topic I want to journal on and one very small kit of art supplies that doesn't require a lot of setup. You get the picture of what I'm describing. And again, this doesn't even need to be a night out. It could be an afternoon that you have on your own, but simplifying and lightening your load can open up the opportunity for new and exciting experiences. And that brings me to our last gem, which is allow for the unexpected. So one of my favorite things to do is to, when I'm visiting a new city especially, find out where the downtown charming kind of area is with the best coffee shops and record stores. I mean, you know, do we even have record stores anymore? In great cities we do, bookstores, all those fabulous boutiques and to do an urban drift. I don't remember who taught me the word urban drift. I think it was a guy. But an urban drift is where you just walk around a city and you allow the city to guide you and where you have a set amount of time and you just follow your intuition and follow what you're drawn by. When I was in DC, my dinner plans canceled unexpectedly. And so I hopped in the car And I went to a neighborhood, and by the time I got there, I was freaking starving. And so I looked at some Yelp reviews and found this place called the Royal Restaurant in Alexandria, Virginia. And when I got there, it was kind of a typical diner kind of vibe, which is not what I would have chosen for myself. But I went in and I sat at the bar, my favorite location, the lunch counter, And I asked for a stack of napkins and I had so much fun getting to know the staff, having them joke with me. A 70 year old woman, 70 ish year old woman came in and sat down next to me and ordered a chocolate milkshake at 5 p.m., which I just thought was so cool. And I ordered eggs and pancakes and they were delicious. And it just was filled with so much charm. And on the cocktail napkins, I wrote my spending plan for a desired upcoming trip to Paris that I'm saving for, and some new ideas that had been brewing about things I want to do here on the podcast. And we all know that the best ideas come from writing on a cocktail napkin. And I just had the most marvelous time. And if I had planned and articulated that and gone with, you know, kind of what I expected a little self dinner date to be, I probably would have chosen some bougie, fancy place and had a beautiful experience. But this was so satisfying to have an experience that I would not have planned for myself by just allowing my GPS to lead on the inner and the outer. So my loves... Those are your gems for this week. And if going shopping is a solo adventure that you either love or hate or love hate, I am here for you. Head to embodiedintelligencecoaching.com to learn all the details about my signature coaching experience, as well as the complimentary beauty discovery session so that your style fairy godmother, a.k.a. moi, to hold your hand and give you skills to make every solo shopping adventure in the future a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you in the next episode. For coaching, classes, and community, and creating a lifestyle of embodiment head to schoolofsensualliving.com there you'll find a free video series on how to reduce anxiety and intercept the stress response through powerful confident body language head to schoolofsensualliving.com confidence to watch your first video